War Eagle, this is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 35. It is September 7th. We are, uh, it's Monday, so, and it was Labor Day. We didn't have to go to work today. How about that, everybody? Which is always a nice little treat because you get back and you get to work and you're thinking, ah, it's Monday. We got a long time till football. No, it's Tuesday. You got two days until the Thursday night game, whatever that is, and then four days to Auburn takes on. Jacksonville State in the monumental inter intrastate battle. Um, as of right now, I'm watching the Ohio State Virginia Tech game. Uh, Ohio State's up four with four minutes in the third quarter left. Uh, after the first two touchdowns, they scored to make it fourteen nothing. They were the best team in the world of all time, and everybody knew it. And they have the greatest players of all time, and everybody knew it. And then Virginia Tech came back and actually led at halftime. So does that mean Virginia Tech was a was posing an upset, or was it that Ohio State is not the greatest team of all time in the history of the world? You were basing that off of preseason hype and two drives to start the game. Um, I think Ohio State's probably going to end end up winning, probably by two or three touchdowns. But you know, this is my the bane of my existence is preseason polls and preseason hype and. You know, Ohio State got was the first team ever to be unanimous number one in the preseason AP poll because they won the championship last year and they had the quarterback coming back and two or three quarterbacks coming back and all that stuff. And I'm not saying they're not good, um, but it, it just reeks of, hey, we can finally put somebody here besides an SEC team. I'm not saying that team should have been Auburn. I'm, you know, I didn't think it should have been Alabama, but, you know, Probably hurt a lot of voters to not put them, at least put them number one. Um, but anyway, it's it's dumb. Sure, it won't matter in two months, but why do we have to endure stupidity for two months? I don't get it. Uh, even if they lose tonight, which they did to Virginia Tech last year, obviously it didn't matter by the end. Uh, not saying that's right or wrong either. Virginia Tech was terrible last year. Uh, but losing to them obviously was not a problem. It's all how you play the game when it gets there. All you got to do is get in and win. Getting in is the hardest part. Uh, so tonight uh, they had Tiger Talk. Uh, I've been boycotting it for the last two years because it's the dumbest thing in the world to put it on Monday night. Uh, Auburn says that they do this to give the other coaches chances to come. Um, I'm not saying it's all Auburn's fault. I think... Maybe Gus wants to do it on Monday because Thursday's so close to the game, close to preparation. But the reason I've always been told is so the volleyball coach can come and the soccer coach can come and whatever. Not sure why they're so stuck on Thursdays or have a problem on Thursdays. But, um, you know, and I love every Auburn team, but it's Tiger Talk. It's an Auburn tradition of a coach football coach's call-in show from a local establishment. And it, what makes it awesome is that it was on Thursday night, two nights before the game. The rich old folks were already in town. They would go in, and it would be a, almost like a party, getting ready for the game. It's one day, you know, the next day's Friday. Nobody does anything at work on Fridays and during football season anyway. And it was just kind of like the intro to the weekend, and let's get this started, and it's, it's all going to be fun. Now it's on Monday, the furthest you can be from a football game. It's, I don't get, I mean, 
I know your reasoning, but I don't get it. So anyway, after that ramp, um, Gus said, what did he say? He had some interesting things he said tonight. He said that they should have put somebody back on. Louisville. When Louisville tried to kick a field goal for 61 yards to end the first half, um, which only missed by about three or four yards, uh, he said they should have put somebody back there to receive it. I, you know, Auburn didn't necessarily need the points. You know, they had just kicked a field goal of their own at 56 yards to make it 17 nothing going to the halftime, and it kind of semi-dominated for a bit. Um, so I didn't, you know, I did. it's not like they had to score or whatever. I just wanted them to do it to troll Alabama fans because it was one, there was one second on the clock. Uh, it wasn't 57 yards like that, like the kick six, but it was – a little bit longer. It would have just been awesome to put somebody back there. And I, I heard it seemed like Auburn fans were for cheering, were screaming for that in the stand, in the Georgia Dome. It was. I noticed like once they lined up, it was more than the normal. Hey, let's get loud for the kick. It was kind of like people. All the people were saying the exact same thing. Like throw somebody back there, put somebody back there. So it would have been cool if they did that. Um, like I've said the last two days, Gus. Also said tonight that he's not worried about Jeremy throwing those interceptions, and they were three atrocious interceptions, and probably should have had two or three more. I wrote about that in my rewatch and review that I that I did last night and posted this morning, uh, where I just kind of go through every play and put interesting notes on a few of them. Um, yeah, he said Jeremy was just kind of greedy, and I kind of thought about that during the game. You know, everybody's pumped up. Jeremy's been hearing all the hype, and not that he buys into it because he said he was embarrassed by it. But, you know, everybody's into Auburn's got their orange cleats looking good, and yes, that does matter. What them wearing orange sleeves and cleats and all that new stuff that we never wear, that gives, that makes, you might think it's stupid, but that makes 20 year old football players kind of a little more pumped and invincible feeling. Uh, you, play good you you look good you play good all that kind of stuff but I, I kind of felt like when Auburn intercepted the first play when Trey Matthews intercepted on the first play gave Auburn's offense the ball on like the 30 yard line uh and I think you know except for maybe one play every play was a pretty positive uh gainer and they ended up scoring pretty easily Jeremy just walked into the end zone I have a feeling like in the back of their minds, they kind of thought like, okay, it's probably going to be pretty easy. Even if it wasn't going to be easy, it was like a shocker to, to Louisville. They had to, um, you know, that probably got them pretty down, throwing an interception on the first play, and then like six plays later, giving up an easy touchdown. So Gus said that Jeremy got a little greedy, kind of like he felt like the athletes, Auburn's athletes were better than Louisville's. And regardless of where he threw it, it was going to be caught by an Auburn player. Um, but, you know, Louisville's secondary is most probably, you know, other than maybe their new quarterback that they dis- discovered, uh, probably their, their strongest uh, unit on the team. They had tons of interceptions, led the ACC in interceptions last year, might have led the nation. I think I heard that. Uh, and already have, what, three now. Um, so, you know, I can see him getting greedy, but it was kind of a wake-up call. And like Rhett Lashley said last night, if you can have a wake-up call and still win and have mistakes and still win, that's good because you don't have to suffer the loss, but you know what you got to fix. So um, I'll say this again. I'm not worried. Gus is not worried. 
Brett Lashley's not worried. Yeah, they've been positive all offseason, and I, I you know, expect that to continue. Uh, but, you know, it, there's no reason to worry right now. We've got Jacksonville State, who's a fine Ohio, Ohio Valley Conference uh, team coming up. But Auburn should beat them handily and should be able to kind of work the kinks out. It's, it's one of those games that you kind of don't like to see on the schedule, but part of you is like, yeah, let's just have an easy week for once. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, like I said, today on the blog, I posted the rewatch and review. Go, go read that. It's pretty lengthy, but I, I, I feel like it was, it's kind of chopped up. It's not a long paragraph form. It's just a bunch of bullet points. And so it makes it kind of easier to read. Um, then this week I'm going to try to do the other sideline. I highly doubt there's some Jacksonville state bloggers out there. Maybe I'll have to find one. Uh, or maybe I'll just get a beat writer. Um, and I think I'm going to do something I just hated on. That's eh, not really the same thing. Um, I usually wait till like the seventh week of the season to post SEC team rankings because I think polls shouldn't come out to about the seventh or eighth week when we know exactly what we've got at that point rather than building off preseason polls. Um, I think I'm going to do the SEC rankings uh, tomorrow. Um and just, um, whatever. It'll be fun. It'll be stupid. It probably won't look that way in a few weeks. I'll just be guessing because I didn't really, other than a little bit of the Alabama game, didn't really get to watch much this weekend because I was walking all around Atlanta. Oh, my. Ohio State just had a beast mode spin move. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, this is getting long. This is, uh, i throw the flag. Sorry, I'm watching a football game now. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Boggle spot number 35. Done. War Eagle.